everyone. Welcome to NKBA Live. I'm Bill Darcy. It's great to be back with you today for our live webcast of Brave New Business. Today we're exploring a subject that has always been important to us, but over the past few months has taken on, let's say, monumental significance. That is staying healthy. So today we will tap into wellness to drive business growth and look at how the kitchen and bath industry can play a critical role in health and wellness. We'll have two experts to help us go over how healthy living is influencing design and product development, which was one of our four key macro themes identified in NKBA's Living Impacts Design Lifestyle Research Study. Among the ways designers and remodelers can promote healthy living include designing for cleanliness, designing to support emotional wellness, and designing to support healthy eating. Storing and preparing food is also a key element, as well as making the kitchen and bath easy to sanitize, building therapeutic fixtures, and maybe most importantly, based on our current mindset, the ability to clean up safely and thoroughly after coming into the house. My family has been on a healthy eating journey for many years, but two years ago, my wife Christy and I got a lot more serious and embraced what our doctor calls a year of mindful living. It's amazing what we learned year one, as well as through the conclusion of year two. It's definitely a journey for us towards a whole food plant-based lifestyle. Interestingly enough, we decided to remodel our kitchen, as I mentioned on a past B&B, before COVID hit. And while it's definitely been a bit more challenging for obvious reasons, the ability to create a new space based on our whole food plant-based diet was definitely exciting. Uh, working with our designer, uh, John Petrie, CMKBD, and past NKBA president, as well as past guest on B&B, was a very cool experience because the design and the appliances and materials he specified all focused on serving very specific needs of my family. So I'd like to welcome two award-winning designers, Lorenz Carr, founder and CEO of Lorenz Carr Design, a sustainably focused firm in New York, and designer remodeler Shannon Jem, uh, principal of Los Angeles-based Shannon Jem Design Company. One of Shannon's specialties is restoring and preserving historic homes. As always, before we get started, I'd like to thank Justin DDO from the 30 Under 30 inaugural class of 2013 for his beautifully designed kitchen behind me today. Just a reminder that the deadline to nominate uh, an outstanding young professional for the class of 2021 has been extended to August 18th. So please visit nkba.org for more details if you haven't looked into that yet. This forum, of course, qualifies for one half CEU credit for our certified members. And we'll have some time for questions at the end, so please type those in the Q&A function at the bottom of your screen. As I mentioned earlier, NKBA's Living Impacts Design Study identified healthy living as one of the important factors influencing the way we are designing and remodeling our homes. Among the ways forward-thinking design will make life healthier is through a deeper connection with nature. This includes maximizing outdoor views, lighting to balance circadian rhythms, and selecting natural and non-toxic materials like wood and stone. It also includes design to promote healthy eating and storing and preparing fresh foods. Lorenz, you specialize in sustainability and the impact of design on our own well-being and environment. Let's talk about some design solutions that promote wellness in the kitchen and bath as well as the whole home. What are some of those must-haves for the healthy home? And let's start with the kitchen. Thanks, Bill. Great to be here. A healthy home needs to address three factors mental or emotional health, physical health, and the health of the environment. 
We need all of these to create a home that truly improves our health well-being. They are not mutually exclusive. In fact, they are self-reinforcing and complementary. So kitchen design solutions can be implemented through some of the following pillars. Minimalism, air water quality, sustainability, connection to nature, and conscious selection of color. But first, why are we doing this? At the highest level, there is a conclusive research that our environment has a major impact on our levels of stress. Stress has an effect on our physiology. And to illustrate that, um, there is an overwhelming evidence that stress actually changes our DNA and ultimately shortens our life as well as impacts the way we interact with others. Donald Ragels, the eminent architect who wrote the book Beauty, Neuroscience and Architecture, documents findings on the John Hopkins School of Medicine research to understand the impact of design on well-being and uh, or the avoidance of stress, both together. So now back to the kitchen and the five pillars. Minimalism. In design is a stress reducer. Clean, uncluttered space, shedding everything one no longer needs has a profound effect on the mind. Cabinetry that organizes more in less space. Um, and we translate that with also layouts, very large layouts, non-congested, integrated large areas that allow for meal prep, targeted storage areas, larger islands for cooks, also functional as dining tables, and concealed appliances masking the function and a seamless integrate, with a seamless integrated look. Uh, we have uh, also air and water quality, which affects our physical well-being in the kitchen, air and water enhancements such as filtration and purification, and smart technology enabling multiple temperature control. Sustainability for environmental health. The must-haves are integrated composting and recycling areas food storage, can canning, fermenting, as well as flexible cool drawers, smart technologies enabling energy efficiency solutions with appliances light for lighting and water. And of course, the maximizing of reuse and upcycling uh, materials. And then the connection with nature, uh, which has been demonstrated as a uh, distress, bringing nature into the home, maximizing daylight, flexible lighting solutions. Um, so we have this image that illustrates all of these points. Um, and I will finally just uh, end uh, this question with the selection of uh, conscious selection of color. Color really truly help us to feel better. There is a whole science of psychology of color. Um, and uh, choosing carefully our colors. Here we have a whole uh, series of tones of white, uh, monochromatic white in contrast with some dark colors. Very interesting. Thank you for sharing that. Shannon, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the subject of healthy eating is of great importance to me personally. Our research has shown that according to designers and builders, a majority of their clients are requesting more refrigerator space, uh, flexible cool drawers to accommodate that fresh produce, oversized sinks uh, to clean all that produce, integrated areas to cut and prep, as well as recycling and composting centers, many of which Lorenz had mentioned. What are some of the other needs your clients are talking about and what design solutions are you providing to accommodate those? Well, we had the most um, 
amazing thing happened after the pandemic set in that most of our clients were marketing now once a week, going to the farmer's market, taking advantage of our temperate climate and having that fun day and trying to market more frequently to get fresher ingredients. And then suddenly that all came to a screeching halt and food storage became important again. And you know, we're just not gonna go back to sticking that old non-energy star freezer in the garage. So because we do historic restoration, I'm plant-based, you're plant-based, Lawrence is plant-based, it's, it's gaining in popularity. So people really do, we find, have a need to store um, veggies. So we have in Southern California something called the California Cooler. So this is a non-mechanical solution that uh, designers and architects can implement for their clients that allows a geothermal ventilation. It's a vented cabinet with slat. This is a restoration we're working on um, with slat shelves. So that's where your yams go. That's where your potatoes go, kind of like a, or carrots, your butter, like a root cellar was, or a, I think they were called larders on the East Coast. So it's fun to look to the past uh, to find answers for today and these things as we deal with food storage. And I love the flex drawers. Oh my goodness. We saw so many at KBiz where I got to be a judge this past year. And it was wonderful to see so much evolution in that space of food preservation and storage. It's really exciting what's happening in our industry. Absolutely. Lawrence, I know you also have a keen interest in healthy eating, much of which is around food choices. Uh, how does the kitchen design impact or contribute to this and what smart home technology uh, impacts this? Yes, so um, health and smart technology address um, the health conscience, uh, conscious uh, homeowners who eat fresh food and yet are time crunched with smart appliances that cook uh, food error free, such as we have seen at uh, KB's uh, speed ovens, convertible cooling, meal kit storage, uh, instant pots, and uh, induction stoves. And uh, appliances such as Signature Kitchen Suite, you know, uh, who recently launched uh, an induction stove with an oven um, is a great example. And we have other brands that have been all also demonstrating um, all of these, such as Thermador, Monogram, um, and uh, Sub-Zero Revolve. Um, large refrigerators and freezers with open shelving and flexible um, cool drawers enable storage for fresh produce. Um, and touch-free voice-activated motion sensor faucets and lighting enable uh, efficient and safer meal prep and cooking. And finally, we see some multiple charging outlets, integrated uh, video and audio that facilitate an easy following of recipes. It's funny, on the steam oven, so one of the things that we're most excited about for our kitchen now that we've been eating this way is the steam oven. So it's definitely, even though they've been around a while, it'll be our first experience, you know, with that steam oven. Uh, let's talk about healthy living Very and healthy. biophilia. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's talk about biophilia for a minute. Our connection to nature. So what can you tell us about balancing uh, natural light, uh, man-made light, and how it affects us, particularly our circadian rhythms? Yes, so biophilia is, is, is uh, actually not just about plants, it is more of an environmental quality. Um, according to Terrapin Bright Green um, research, there are actually 14 patterns and established to define biophilic design in three categories with the goal of improving health and well-being in the built environment. 
And in the category nature in the space, we have a light component. And specifically how dynamic and diffuse light can be implemented. Recent research has focused more heavily on the illuminance fluctuation and the visual comfort human factors and perception of light um, and how it impacts uh, of lighting on the circadian system functioning. So sunlight changes color from yellow in the morning to blue at midday and red in the afternoon and evening. The human body responds to this daylight color transition. The response is apparent in body temperature, you know, heart rate and circadian functioning. And we know that higher content of blue light, you know, similar to skylight, produces serotonin, whereas an absence of blue light, which occurs at night, produces melatonin. The balance of serotonin and melatonin can be linked to sleep quality uh, control, mood, alertness, and depression. So when thinking about kitchen and bathroom, the balance is maximizing morning light, ensuring daylight as long as possible is present in kitchen and bathrooms with large windows or skylights, and also um, that we provide flexible lighting solutions with LED floor lighting and dimmer switches. Very good. Shannon, uh, you mentioned that the auditory area is one that often possesses problems for designers, especially in the open floor plan that are so popular in the kitchen design. Now, I, I learned something myself just the other day when we were talking about this. What role does sound play in design? Why is it important in terms of health? What are some of the architectural solutions for dealing with noise in open spaces? And finally, how can designers implement those in the residential setting? Yes, I um, had the lucky I had the lucky uh, occurrence of being able to be one of the five designers chosen for the uh, feasibility study of the Los Angeles Ronald McDonald House um, feasibility study for a remodel. And it was great because we were treated to some courses from UCLA on evidence-based design practices. And one really important thing that we learned is about what I'm just going to throw in the bucket of irritants, right? These are things that create the stress response that Laurence was talking about. Um, maybe cortisol production, maybe heart rate, maybe lack of uh, lesser pro productivity, disturbances in sleep, all, some even linked to obesity, and auditory disturbances, sounds that you're not creating, uh, fall into this bucket of irritants. And so in our open floor plans, especially um, kitchen seating, we tend to see a lot of hard surfaces. So there are these little rubber balls that we grew up calling super balls. And I call my auditory research a super ball test. If you could toss a super ball, as many surfaces as it's going to bounce off, those are the same amount of echoes you're going to get from sound in a space. So when you take out that wall between a kitchen and dining room, you have increased the amount of echo you're potentially going to get. And then that problem can be complicated by trade ceilings and by beautiful wells for skylights. So all of that can be handled with appropriate material selection that will allow that Super Bowl to come to rest. So softening things, things that are porous, uh, creating situations where there is a porous material that could absorb some of that sound and not putting a lacquer on it. So uh, something that often happens is you do something auditory like 
the famous example is popcorn ceilings, you know, remember those? People would put paint over those and then that would make the popcorn that was curing the sound issue rigid. And so sound would just bounce off of it again. So you need to keep that unlacquered or not urethaned. So in the case, I use a lot of wood ceilings and I think I even have a photo that, um, there it is. So this I think relates back to the skylight was added in order to add that natural daylight that Lawrence made the point is so important to your body's rhythms. And in order to offset that, the wood ceiling was left in place. Luckily it was already an, a not um, uh, urethane finish. And then that light well was finished also with wood that was not urethane. And that floor is natural rubber and a leather finish. Gorgeous, I love it. Very nice. Uh, you know, talking about the hard surfaces and just the, the uh, irritants makes me think of stress. You know, I guess stress is part of everyday life, maybe more now recently than ever, uh, greatly impacting uh, physical and emotional health. Can you tell us about what triggers stress in interior spaces and how designers can reduce the stress in the residential environment? Yes, definitely having control over things is a huge help. So as Lawrence was mentioning, um, light control is very important. Light is linked to temperature, of course. So a high or low temperature is an irritant to the body. So again, these create a stress response and the solution is often as simple as control. So I think sometimes soft goods get put in a bucket of discretionary and they might not be. Having control over the light in your um, area with drapery is or shades is both an auditory solve sometimes and also gives you control over the light. So it's of course a great field of study to discover what will generate more productivity, right? So a lot of research has been funded about increasing productivity. And one thing that was found was that while natural light definitely increases productivity, a hot temperature decreases productivity. So it's very important that in commercial environments and you know, environments where you're going to be doing any kind of work that you have that control over temperature. And then auditory, um, things that really can help cure any kind of irritant are things like bilateral symmetry. So bilateral symmetry is our mind's favorite because it's found all over nature, like in a butterfly or a leaf or your own face is what I was showing you before when I did that. <laughs> we're, we are bilaterally symmetrical and we are also creatures of nature. We're part of nature. So that's a soothing thing for us to see. So if you can compositionally create a bilateral, bilaterally symmetrical situation, you, like the um, beautiful kitchen design behind you, uh, then you have done something that helps to calm the system. So that's cool. Oh, I have the best example. I almost forgot to tell you. Um, you can release serotonin. It turns out your body doesn't know the difference between hiking for two miles and seeing a glorious mountaintop view and seeing a piece of artwork that is of a glorious mountain view. So this picture shows a glorious mountain view. And just by seeing that in a particular size over 30 inches wide, you will be releasing the same amount of serotonin as actually seeing that view in person. That's wow. so easy to implement. Pretty cool. I love it. Uh, Laurence, our survey found that more than 40% of clients are choosing UV filters and light to remove toxins from the air and minimize microbe growth. And since this survey was fielded before the pandemic, I suspect this number would likely be much higher 
if we ask those questions now. What about sustainable material? Uh, you know, all this with the light and sustainable material. Can you share some about that? Yes. Um, so I, I'll just start with the, uh, you know, there's no question that uh, the topic of for air uh, purification, particularly of microorganisms and airborne viruses will actually increase uh, in importance and popularity, not only because of the pandemic, that we are living, but also because of the fact that we are spending a lot more time at home and 90%, uh, what at least, you know, for us, uh, you know, who are more conducive to living indoors, um, we spend 90% of our time. Um, so a lot of research is currently being done and the best technology for purifying the air from bacteria and viruses is ultraviolet um, or UV, you know, technology. And there are a few applications for how it's used. Um, the first is a UV peri air purifier, which will sort of suck the air out of a kitchen and expose um, to UV light and return purified air. And a second application um, of UV purification is currently um, called ultraviolet germinicidal uh, irradiation, you know, or UVGI. And then there's a third application, which is not uh, actually uh, involving air, but involves water purification. Um, so, um, and to uh, respond to uh, what are sustainable material choices, um, having an environmentally environmentally conscious home is not only sustainable but good for body and mind um, and um, I think I have a cue, I have an image um, that will represent uh, some of this work. Sustainability is at the core of my design practice and in fact I am an ambassador of a sustainable furnishing council. I'm very honored about this. Um, understanding the life cycle assessment of any product materials or building component is essential to identify whether it contains toxics, uh, toxic chemicals, um, its production has been not ethically sourced um, or made, and whether it can be recycled and upcycled. LCA means extraction of raw materials and processing um, uh, the way manufacturing, transportation, use and reuse and recycle and upcycle, I cycling. So uh, wood materials, you know, um, designer want to look, designers want to look for certified by a reputable organization um, like the FSC, you know, the Forest Stewardship Certified, um, solid North American hardwoods, reclaimed and recycled materials, plantation growth wood such as mango, fast growing alternatives like bamboo, um, and recycled recycled uh, materials. Um, for non-toxic materials, in addition to wood materials, there are uh, natural stones, um, you know, for our surfaces, for towels. Um, we also want to think about finishes, uh, water-based lacquers, not acetone, you know, for cabinetry finishes or any finishes that are needed um, with some lacquer. Um, and um, also um, waxes and natural oils and powder coating for metal, um, you know. Um, so the air we breathe uh, in terms of painting, let's talk about low VOC or no VOC painter. Um, the air we breathe in our homes is equally important for our well-being. So um, low uh, or no volatile organic compounds, um, uh, which actually emit chemicals uh, and gases, and when breathing them, uh, you know, we can cause health problems. Um, so low VOC uh, paint 
um, means not necessarily that they don't contain chemicals, that's good to know, but they avoid the toxic effects of VOCs. And some name um, to just give, uh, you know, there's um, Benjamin Moore, Bear, Shervin Williams, um, and um, AFM uh, Safe Coat. Happy to that. Yeah, we some. selected the, uh, we definitely selected the low and no VOC paints for our, um, for our uh, living room kitchen area, especially with the kids, but also for us as adults and being mindful about that. Uh, Shannon, can you add a little bit about sustainability and responsible environmentally friendly harvesting and sourcing? Yes, I, because of the historic restoration um, part of our business, we really get to see how the past informs material selections and how materials that are sustainable from the past are still being used. Like a great example is marmoleum. It's, some people call it linoleum, um, but marmoleum is the linseed oil product. It's been used for over a hundred years in our built environments and it's very performative and it looks fabulous and you can have fun colors. And then also um, cork, of course. Cork is in our Library of Congress. It's in some very important commercial buildings because it is very heavy duty um, and it's entirely sustainable. Waxed wood finishes, which were already mentioned, wool. Human beings have a thousands of year long uh, relationship with wool, so sustainably um, farmed and raised wool that includes good practices for the animals is a great way to go because human beings know how to deal with wool. We know how to clean it. We know how to take care of it. Um, and stone, of course. And then it's great. I love how we're talking about uh, low and no VOC paint because I think paint is an example of what we find industry-wide that when you start looking for this from our vendors and our brands, you'll find that, oh my gosh, it's already been done for you. There's so much expertise out there. There's so many forward movements. Uh, the companies have been at it for 30 years. I think Growy and Hans Growy have been doing water uh, conservation and making sure that the water pressure is still good, even though you're ha using so much less water for 25 years. And brands like Mila and all the European cabinetry brands, new brand called Baobox, Quickship, you know, there's so many brands that are already deep into this work and delivering for us. So it's like once your paradigm is turned on of that, you will find that you're already using those products and that everything you're wishing to achieve with wellness and sustainability is available. You just got to do your homework a little bit and make sure that you're putting all that good stuff to use. Thank you both. Yes. This, is, this has been terrific, uh, terrific information for our viewers. I'm sure we have a lot of good questions as well. Uh, please type those if you have more in the Q&A function at the bottom of your screen. Leanne, um, what do you have for our panelists? Yeah, a few questions that we received uh, by email that I'll go over now. But I first, I want to say that I looked up at my popcorn ceilings, Shannon, and I think I have to do something about that. Um, we talked a lot into the question. We talked a lot about the kitchen today. Uh, in the bathroom, um, noticing a lot of people are into the spa experience. Laurence, can you comment on um, over and above a luxurious setting? What are you seeing um, in the spa bathroom in this regard? And how are you implementing wellness in your designs in the bathroom? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I actually think I have a, a, an image for... Um, 
the spa experience uh, a bathroom um, with a bathtub. Yes, yes, that's it. Thank you. Um, so bathrooms are places to heal the body and promote wellness. They're also an escape, um, a space where we experience less stress. We implement narrow soaking tubs um, that take less gallons of water, um, heated floors, uh, quite exhaust fans with super quiet humidity sensors, um, and touch-free faucets and lighting with uh, flexible integrated LED lighting solutions. Um, and all of this experience uh, also with integrated speakers to listen to music and meditate. We also want to think about light to create that uh, space fully flooded with light and still keep that connection with nature. So plenty of daylight. Um, often we are asked to uh, build or renovate with large windows, uh, introduce skylights, um, and even add plants to, for the reminiscence of connecting with outdoor and nature living. Um, and for water, we always want to think about, you know, water efficient, low flow. And for um, always in mind uh, these days, we want to think about touch-free faucets um, and self-cleaning toilets for um, also a great convenience. Um, and I will say that um, the therapies uh, come into uh, the mind for a spa experience. So one of the most popular one is steaming. Uh, people are staying home, they want to feel more relaxed, um, they want to take care of their respiratory system, their skin, and even their sleep. So steam, uh, shower with steam therapy, um, which has uh, 40 proven health benefits, is becoming a go-to uh, for most of our clients and homeowners. And we work a lot with Mr. Steam, who delivers uh, a shower system control by steam shower with just one control for shower and steam. So that allows just really comfort and really easy um, appliance of the steaming. And if we add any aromatherapy, um, it's really a very pleasant experience. So, and also I would not forget, we have the rain shower that mimic the feeling of rain and showers the body again. All of these are all conducive to being very relaxing for the users. Great. Leanne, hey, I guess we have a couple more questions coming in. We do, a few, I still have a few from email, but a few more just came in live, so I'm gonna read that out. Uh, Shannon, a designer is asking, I always specify low zero um, VOC finishes, but still struggle to find a hard-wearing, durable top coat, clear coat for over cabinetry. Can you recommend anything? Ooh, that might be a Lorenz question, actually, because I um, leave it to the painters. <laughs> yes, I would say, you know, I don't have a specific name, but I will just say very, you know, water-based um, and always read the label with no chemicals, uh, specifically. Oh, Arista Shield. That's what I should say. Arista Shield. Uh, it's a Dun Edwards product, and it's the it's very, very, very good for um, uh, casing and built-ins, and so that that would be something to look into. The Dun Edwards Arista Shield. And someone in the Q and A just noted that Vermont Coatings has a beautiful top coat as well. So look into that. So thank you for that, Wendy Johnson. Um, we have a question come in uh, from through, via email, Shannon. 
and it said so many brands claim to have environmentally product, environmentally friendly products. Um, how do you know if they're telling the truth? That's a real question. And it takes, I think, um, vetting. Many of our big, big vendors, they built their practices on it. So when you go, when you look into Mila and, uh, you know, Growy, Hans Growy, uh, Dornbrock, you find that they, this is part of their company ethics. Um, but I really do believe that when we travel to our incredible trade show, KBiz, you can talk to the people who run these companies and say, how do you vet in the supply chain? How do you make sure um, that everything that you're being told about the parts and pieces that are going into your product are, you know, respect human rights, respect eco um, concerns, and are sustainable? I think it's really important to do your homework that way. And don't be afraid to ask questions. The vendors love to answer it unless they don't. And then if they don't, you really got some thinking to do about if that's um, the company that you want to be selling. We have to be responsible as sellers of product. I, I would like to add to, to, to that, just to say, sure. you know, um, um, actually there are certifications that are being established for kitchen and bath, uh, you know, brands as well as furnishings. Uh, so always look for those, um, you know, identify them. Um, and uh, usually on their website, there is a pledge of sustainability to a certain level and you have extremely detailed information, you know, such as Nobilia, Millet, um, and other brands who really truly uh, explain uh, what their commitment is to sustainability. So even before you meet them, just look at their website and their mission. It's wonderful. This is a great discussion. Um, thank you both very much. Fortunately, we're out of time, so Shannon and Lorenz, uh, all your design experience uh, has been fantastic, and, and thank you for to all of our viewers for tuning in. Next week, uh, at 2 p.m. Eastern, we are delighted to stream an episode of Design TV with my colleague Susie Williford and KBA's Chief Strategy Officer, and Cindy Allen, the Editor-in-Chief of Interior Design Magazine, for a conversation about showrooms, events, and trade shows, what we're missing. Cindy and Susie will host a wonderful panel of designers and showroom pros to discuss the effects of the pandemic on the design community, including how much they miss live events. Panelists include Richard Aniskevich, Danielle Germani, Jean Chung, and Lakeisha Rose. I'm sure it will be a great conversation. Please follow the NKBA and me on social media, and thanks again for all of you for being with us today. Stay well. We'll see you next time.